Hey everyone, this is Saba and Berto, and we are live in Dubai. Live in Dubai. So today we have very special guest. We have very very special guest. <laughs> it's not only special guest, okay? So so she's a journalist and media face, and willing 15 years in the media journalism, you know. So we are proud to bring uh, Jesse. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you. Thanks for welcome, having me. Welcome. I'm Instagramming. You don't mind, do you? Of so course, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So we all need to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. I will, I, if you don't ask me, I'm going to start asking you guys. No, you can ask us. I'm used to asking the questions. So, so you okay. should start because I will go ahead and start. Yes. So, okay. How how you find yourself in this space? like? In this space? How you go to journalism? Tell us about the start. Oh, yeah. the very beginning. We are going back to time. <laughs> I, it was an, it was by accident. Okay. I was a college student in the American University of Beirut. I was maybe t- uh, two years before graduation, and I needed pocket money. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I looked around. Uh, you know the usual part-time jobs weren't. Uh, the pay is not so good. I needed some cash. Mm. <laughs> this is <laughs> true. <laughs> college yeah. tuition is really expensive. Yes. Um, and I remember uh, seeing a small flyer in the, in the mailroom uh, in college that just asked five questions. Um, uh, are, you, are, you like, uh, are you talkative? Are you vibrant? Are you, uh, you know, do you have like an extrovert personality? Uh, are you looking for some extra money? All this, I was like, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, and then it's, yeah I was like, yeah, I do. I'm loud. I talk a lot. I'm vibrant. I am looking for extra money. And then they said, you know, just come for a screen test uh, in a local uh, TV station in, in Lebanon, Future TV, which is now no longer. Yeah. Uh, and I remember going there, uh, doing a screen test. I got a call the next day saying, hey, congrats, you're going to be our new weather girl. I said, okay, wow. weather, <laughs> fine by me, you know. Uh, they paid well for a student. I went there, started uh, training uh, as the weather girl. And then maybe three days later, the executive producer was like, yeah, you talk too much for the weather girl. You're going to be our main anchor. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's how it started. I started with that show, uh, I think for a year and some, uh, until I graduated. I really liked it, and I mm. thought, I want to study journalism, not just practice it. So I applied, got uh, into a master's program in Boston mm-hmm. um, in Emerson College, and then the job's so so you you choose the vertical like because you know the journalism there is a lot of like editors you know cameras so have you was ready to be in front of camera like how, how you imagine this in your head no I, yeah. I wasn't ready to be on camera but uh, I, I honestly just did it I remember the first job that I got that was officially on camera after my master's Mm -hmm. uh, was being a reporter for BBC Arabic in Washington, D.C. And, oh, I remember, you know, I I used to get really nervous being on camera. I had to... I had to practice and practice so much when I'm at home to know what to say and, and how to say it in time and yeah. to make sure you say the right uh, keywords. You never really get used to being on camera. Yes, it's always of course. A, you know, track. Yes, yeah. it's always a little bit, but it's addictive. It's addictive when you realize that you have information yeah. to share, mm-hmm. that you are sharing stories that inspire other yeah. uh, people, mm-hmm. especially the youth in the region. Yeah. And that's what got me to continue. 
Okay, and also I I see also that you work also on the like a news format that you go in front line, and how it felt that being from the weather and going front line news, you know, with the press, jelled, you know, in middle of action and bullets. Uh, well, the the okay, so so after working for BBC in Washington for a good uh, five, four to five years, mm-hmm. I um, decided to make a switch. For me, I have this this. biological clock every five six years I, I get I need a change yes uh, step up something different something new yeah I made that leap to Sky News Arabia in Abu Dhabi uh, to, to become a deputy news editor and a journalist mm-hmm. and as you know the journalism field is quite concentrated correct yeah. you know there's hundreds and hundreds of journalists and yeah. thousands of presenters yeah. so I needed to think of a way where I would bring in a content that not everybody else is doing correct and that was uh, what got me into military wow Uh, news as a woman wow. as a woman and because i i saw that no other woman is doing uh, military news uh, i saw that females were and partly not because of lack of skills there's yeah. plenty of female journalists that yeah. that now we see especially after the, the start of the war in syria yeah. started being on the front lines But I remember in the 2012 when I started Skynus Arabia, I, I wanted to go to Gaza uh, and cover the war. I wanted to go to Syria. Wow. And a lot of the male editors would say, nah, we, you know, we're not comfortable sending you. You're a female. If something yes. happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes you have the skills, you have the will. And then someone just comes say, no, we, you know, we're worried about you. Mm-hmm. And maybe that creates a little... doubt in you that oh no maybe it is too dangerous yeah you know? yeah um but but this is this is what got me to start and my first mission was with, in afghanistan with the u.s navy and that's wow. partly because i'm i have a american citizenship so mm-hmm. that gave me access right. to be embedded with american troops and that made me unique uh, wow. the access and the willingness to actually yeah go to kandahar and go to afghanistan and cover these stories that nobody's telling Wow. So how, how, did, how did that feel, like just being in those situations in that area? Like, how did that make you feel? It, were you nervous? Were you scared? Like, yeah, I was nervous. Describe the emotions that you were... It, it, it felt so unreal mm-hmm. to be... Uh, I mean, I spent nights on the Afghan... I remember sleeping um, on the border of Afghanistan, Pakistan. under a mountain up in the open <laughs> but uh, we were you know I was with a unit uh, an American unit that was training the Afghan border troops or troop patrols to take over the security of their area before the NATO troops withdraw from Afghanistan so it was nerve-wracking to think oh wow literally there's no tents there's nothing uh, there's tons of military Uh, there's Taliban, we are told, just a few miles away, yeah. and here we are. But then there's so many tanks and weapons and, you know, choppers flying around, Chinook helicopters. And then you see the other side that, mm-hmm. that they have really um, modest uh, weaponry. So, so in a sense, it was unreal, but, but on the other way, you're like, wow, I'm covering... The, I would have never dreamt that, that to be trusted to cover such a story. Wow. Uh, and mostly, away from the military, the best part is covering the people's stories. Yes, of course. You know, to talk to Afghans yes. uh, and see how they live. You feel so small because we are all in our little yes. beautiful bubble, bubble yeah. and we rarely go out to such areas. Uh, it just made me have a different outlook on life in general. 
Right. I can imagine. I can imagine. So you were at Sky News um, Arabia and um, as a presenter and a producer, right? Um, and you had a show called uh, Sky News Arabia's First Daily uh, Show. Um, what made you, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that show and how that came about? Or? Yeah, another accident. So, <laughs> so, so after doing military stories, uh, I did that for a couple of years, two years. It was, it was um, physically exhausting. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was uh, on aircraft carriers, I was covering the flights of F-16s and F-18s and um, uh, the strikes on ISIS uh, targets in yeah. Iraq and Syria. Then it was during that time that I got married and found out that I was pregnant. Oh, and wow. my doctor was like, yeah. yeah you can't do this yeah. anymore. This is it. <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap for this. Yeah. 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 So I had to calm down, which right. really frustrated me because mm. I, you know, I got used to the rhythm. Action, yeah. Getting yeah, these, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know how it is. Yes, the journalism yes. bug. Yes. So here I was again in a place where, okay, what other stories can I cover that nobody else is covering or very few people are covering? Otherwise, I'm just going to cover what everybody else Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're talking 2014, mm -hmm. 2014, yeah. 2015. 2015 yeah. uh, Twitter was just, pick, as a source of news, was just picking up in yes. the Middle East. It wasn't even taken seriously as a source of news. Correct, yeah. But as a BBC trained journalist, I am used to sourcing news from Twitter. Twitter yeah. right. So I remember walking into... Um, one executive's office and I said, hey, I have a great idea. Why don't we, you know, why don't you let me source news from Twitter? Because I see so many young Arabs writing, you know, expressing their opinions from mm. different countries that we don't really get to interact with. Yeah. Um, and I can get them on, on screen, I can give them time, you know, they're launching businesses, they're doing really gutsy projects. Yeah. And, and the first reaction was not so great. <laughs> you know, I remember he, he, what, he, what he said was like, ah, you're going to reinvent the wheel. No. Yeah. Plus, it's risky. Yeah. You know, there was, and it's true. There is risky to put someone who's not a professor or, you know, a former official yeah. or, you know, someone who's really young and just throw them on air is a big responsibility it for is. an executive. Yeah. So it was, it took me a long time. It took me maybe two years to convince them that, you know, if I'm a journalist, I know how to source a story. Trust me that I'm not going to bring you someone of who's going to yeah. say something, you know, liable or crazy on air and little by little it started what started as a small uh, weekly segment yeah. it was called um, we ended up naming it Sabah or the morning tweet yeah oh, okay. where I ended up uh, uh, having a daily segment and then it was twice a day and then yeah. and then they used to give me like four minutes and then they gave me six minutes ten minutes yeah. uh, 12 up to 12 minutes and I ended up interviewing some of the what you now see the region's I most see, famous yeah. <laughs> names you can see them in their first TV interview with yeah. me and I'm so so happy to see them boom and fly yeah. so you seem like you're a natural thrill seeker am I correct when I say that? Uh, yeah I get bored easy yeah <laughs> yeah because uh, you mentioned about like risky it's like you mm. like risk yes. when like other people say it's risk yeah because everything worth a try yeah you yep. know and yeah yeah. So, so with the thrill seeking, like it seems like it's ingrained in your personality, and you know yeah. you dealt with the business and uh, political aspect. How did you transition to like the digital social media world? Was that a big like transition, just based on? Um, uh, it was. It was. It was a mix of uh, need. Mm -hmm. So, in a sense. I realized, wow, there, I am getting, uh, I am sourcing good guests. I'm sourcing young entrepreneurs, 
on social media. So I had to pick up my game, right. which meant that I had to be more active on social media. So they, as guests, trust me to tell their stories. Right. You know, why should the young uh, scientist in or engineer in Cairo trust Jesse to tell his or her story? Mm-hmm. Uh, why should the young producer in Riyadh trust Jesse to tell her story? And then it started picking up. They, what happened is you, you know how it is, but. I felt that I had to build my credibility um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I had to tell stories that were true, real, uh, inspirational, and make a difference. And then people little by little started uh, sourcing their own stories for their networks by following uh, my feed, which was such a... Uh, I mean, I was honored to see that. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a mix of both. It was right. a mix of need and then uh, generating original content, which is right. the need in our business. Do you feel on that part when you have that show that there was uh, starting on too much pressure onto the um, story based onto the follower numbers? It's not anymore about the quality of the story. Yeah. And that, that social media is harming the real story that we're wanting to tell. Because when you are a journalist, which right. is I am, mm-hmm. you don't go beyond of how many followers, likes, and views. Right, right. You go based on the story that need to be oh, tell, yeah. you know, because maybe you don't even have a social media presence. Right. So it doesn't mean that your story is valuable. And I want to ask you the question, when you focus to creating like the, the, the tweet of the day, the, yep. your shows, yep. okay, you feed yourself a kind of uh, challenge to bring real yes. story worth beyond the existing social influence? Uh, it, it was a so تغريدة الصباح was a uh, okay it was a struggle yes. and it was it was a reward. Yes. Uh, I I had an executive producer uh, who was really who trusted my judgment yes. and he supported my choices. Yeah. So uh, we had to discuss what you are saying now, which is okay. Why is a young doctor in Cairo who's doing YouTube stories about? Um, Uh, medical theories. Yes. Uh, why is she worth bringing to our network, which is a very big network, a regional yeah. network, yeah. when she only has 6,000 followers? Yeah. So I I had to make the case. Yeah. Most of the time, he was convinced, so that's good <laughs> for <Yeah>. me. <laughs> um, but, but there is that pressure, and maybe it's still on now, yes, with course. marketeers, yeah. with investors, yeah. with, uh, with brands and corporates. Yeah. They go for the big numbers because they think this is what generates an, um, advertisers' interest and this is what's going to generate the money. Yeah. And yet, again and again, I still tell you, Iman Iman, who, who was one of my guests, Leila Murad, yeah. uh, Reem Nadar, uh, all these young, bright talents yeah. started with less than 10,000 uh, followers and yeah. now they've, they've completely boomed. Yeah. Boom. So what I wanted to say, and I hope I said it a little bit in Taridat Sabah, my yeah. show, which is, or my segment, you know, give a little trust. Mm-hmm. Somebody trusted in you when you were younger. Okay, that was maybe before uh, digital age but I try to convey that in my trainings uh, even with recruiters you know somebody trusted in you early on try mm-hmm. to pass it on and hopefully you have yeah. <laughs> the right tools to choose those names but yeah the pressure is is there and I think the pressure on the let's say content creators mm-hmm. is more so than, yeah. than on us journalists you remind me of the singing dentist there was famous uh, singing yes, dentist yes, and yes, he go exactly. viral and now <laughs> So he was like singing for his uh, patient, you know, just mm-hmm. he's so talented, yeah. right. but he go like very on the social media, you know, 
and the reason why I asked Jesse about this topic, it is like the point of like the pressure on term of a content creator or like people starting. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is no more like the scene like the zero. It right. has to be like hundred, yeah. yeah. but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You cannot go like hundred. You can go from zero to one hundred without going through the process. Yes, and and and, process and the reality when it comes uh, to. Uh, 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 like story coverage mm-hmm. is like that's the most critical like time when you bring that story because it's when you already establish right? influencer mm-hmm. the coverage is not anymore like changing what he's doing right. you know so it's, it's really um, the show that you create it is all about trend trend doesn't mean mm-hmm. an established story it's exactly. someone starting yes. it's just creating that buzz right yes, yes. It's setting the trend and yeah. I Look, I was really lucky at Sky because, you know, they could have said, you know what, it's too risky. Yeah. And, they, you know, it w- and, and I would completely understand because I, I, I see where they're coming from. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, it, and sometimes it's frustrating for us to say, oh, I wish you could see things from my perspective. But they, they, they did see it and then it did, it did uh, happen. Yeah. And I started up uh, these topics and, and I, I, I tell you, some of the most fascinating things is when I used to source the guest and pick, the, pick up the phone and say, you know, Leila or Iman or, or, or Michelle, you know, uh, he, here's one, she, she used to, here's a case, she used to be in Dubai, she used to work in the travel agency, uh, industry, hotel mm-hmm. and travel, mm-hmm. uh, for, for years. Uh, and then she started this, uh, decided to leap and do her own business in organizing travels, right? Yeah. Uh, exclusive travels, eco-travels, uh, and she quit her job to do so. And I, when I first uh, called her up, she had just started, and she goes, what, me, you want to put me on air? What, why? You know, she yeah. had all the, right? Like, and now um, her business is flourishing on Instagram, and that was less than, um, we're talking less than two years ago. Wow. Uh, they all have, all of them, this, I, you can, I cannot tell you how many times I heard this sentence, me? You want to put me on here? Well, I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I haven't made it big yet. Right. And I said, that's exactly why I want you because right. I know the content you are you putting up. And, and I, you know, and, and even if it doesn't work, sometimes, yeah, right. less, maybe in a small, they don't work. But then their original idea didn't work, but then they shifted it yeah. to another idea. I'll give you another example from Cairo. He was a young artist who wasn't selling a lot of paintings. Yeah. Uh, and he, one time, really frustrated, he used to draw really nice abstracts. Yes, okay? of course, yeah. And he had a very nice, what I thought, I'm not an art expert, right. but I thought as a user uh, uh, on Facebook, mm-hmm. he had an interesting Facebook page for his pieces of art that he wasn't selling very much. And then one day he, he, he saw um, his friend uh, graduating from uh, the art academy and he was selling uh, used puppets you know, the old yes, wooden yes, puppets, yes, right? Yes, yes. And he's like, he, he was going to throw them away or get rid of them. He goes, get, you know, give me one. Just, mm-hmm. just, I'll take one. I'll buy one from you. And he bought this female-looking puppet, uh, and he put a dress on her, like an oriental yeah. dancer dress, mm-hmm. okay? And one day, he was just bored, put on the music, put the puppet, maybe 10, 15 seconds, huh? Uh, on a very oriental Arabic music, and started yeah. dancing the puppet, and threw the video on his Facebook. Two million views later. Wow. Okay, wow. what what happened? He used this video, which mm-hmm. is unrelated to little, you know, not really related to paint, Painting, yeah. to attract traffic to mm-hmm. his page. 
Right. And then, you know, the puppet started having a name. Her name yeah. is Aziza. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then Aziza started having different outfits and yeah. different dances. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And his cat, he used to have a studio and a black cat. Some, once, sometime, <laughs> the cat would come between the camera and the yeah. Aziza. <laughs> you can imagine. So, so the brilliance sometimes of creating content is not marketing the content itself, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's looking within you for another skill right. to yeah. use to market that content, which is what I discovered is, is really happening a lot across the Middle East. You right. just have to have the eye to find it. Yeah, yeah. And it's about finding the authenticity yes. within everything. And I think that's something that most people um, don't really understand within the social media world is, is being authentic to who you are in order to grow your brand, um, whatever you're selling, because everybody's selling something at yeah. the end of the day, even if it is themselves. But yes. uh, finding that authenticity within uh, the branding. Um, like I know, you know, like with, with VVIP and the great platform that we have here, um, you know, the guests that we're bringing in and the people that we're talking to, and they all have the similar things in common, and that's you know authenticity. You know, so that's that's the thing. Like why we are really like uh, kind of advocate these things because if we really look at from different perspective, it's like social media selling everything is easy, you know, right. just like starting and then it's mm-hmm. easy, you know. But when you're starting doing it, you find it's really hard. Right. Because really, like, if you just see like that 15 second video, mm-hmm. maybe take one hour to create that idea, to write it down, to film it, to add the yep. audio, to edit it, to make that videos. And not everyone willing to put that, that time dedication. Yeah. Because everyone you ask, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, and everyone live is busy, you know? Right. But for this um, certain uh, vertical, you know, everyone responsible when it comes to what it tells on media, because maybe something really can influence people on the wrong way. Right. Because we, le- we see a lot of motivation, but we don't see nobody talking about failures. I'm sure, like, if you ask Jessie any story, like, she can sh- share with us, right. she, she did, like, she go to something that you fail, but right. she learned because failure is part of experience. Right. We are talking about everyone have experience, but how you have experience without failures. Right. Yeah. And that's the biggest key. You learn, like you said, yes. you learn from the, the, the mistakes. Yeah, you know? I, so. I think this is, uh, we were discussing this earlier, that uh, uh, this is something we're learning in this part of the yes. world, that uh, that failure is, and I think we picked that up from the States. I mean, I, yeah. I learned this yeah, of course. from my time in America, mm-hmm. that, you know, they, uh, oh, they, they do glorify failure when it, it, it uh, teaches you something, right, a valuable right. lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, most of the people we see who have made it big, yeah. uh, name it, name yeah. it yeah. have went through a series of, of experiences okay. that, that maybe would be considered failure, but mm-hmm. it's your uh, willingness to recalibrate yourself, yeah. recalibrate your uh, vision, maybe yeah. your plan, a lot of things to change, and then, uh, you know, step out of it. We were mentioning, uh, we were mentioning Oprah, we were mentioning yeah. uh, Steve Jobs, yeah. Zuckerberg, right. everybody has everybody. gone through. But over here still we have the, you know, I, I was telling you, still in the Middle East, sometimes talking about failure is, is like a big a taboo. taboo. Yes. taboo. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I, no, no, I didn't feel, even when they talk to you about failure, you, you see they, 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 they lower their voice. Yes. Uh, I launched a company 
But I didn't do so well, so I shut it down. Like, yeah. So what? That's yes. a, embrace it, that part. It, that's it, the part you need embrace, to embrace and pay exactly. attention to because that's what created what's happening now. Embrace the part yeah. that you launched a company. Yes. I mean, launching a company itself, not right. even if it fit, is itself it's a adventure. Yeah. But then again, those people that I tell you about who, who may have launched, and you know how startups yeah. launch and fail all yes. the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now are so successful doing something else. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, something completely different. So you pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot. Yeah. Until and I, I like to use the acronym SUCKS, which yeah. stands for uh, cr- uh, Screw Ups Create Killer Success. You yes. know, and, and that's the screw ups is what counts, you yeah. know, to me and, and how I vision everything. Um, so when I go through my own set of unique failures or uh, disappointments, I yes. would say, yes. um, and they don't work out the way I picture them. You know, I know that it's just me growing yeah. and a way for me to grow. It's just showing me, hey, I need to grow in this area of life. And, and, and not only that, beyond, beyond failures, uh, uh, there is very important process for everyone's careers, you know, when you talk about Steve Jobs and everything, this is a rejection, you know. Not everyone has the same mentality when it comes to rejection. Yeah. Because the rejection doesn't happen in front of the camera. Right. It happens in the offline. Yeah. It's like when you go for a meeting or talking about something and people rejecting what you are doing and said, you're crazy, this is too risky. Yeah. Right. And too risky is become forbidding right now. It's not, it's like it has to be everything safe. Right. And let's do it. Yep. But if it's really there is even one percent risky, let's yep. not do it or even discuss it. Yeah, right. And and that's why I look at things as an opportunity as opposed to risk. So yes. even when I work with uh, students and they label the students at risk students, I like to use the term at opportunity because you look at anything as a risk, you're less likely to invest in it, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's anything. Yeah. But if you look at it as an opportunity, you look at it as a chance for us to win. And so I always say, you know, I use the term risk versus, I mean, uh, opportunity versus, versus risk. risk. Yeah. yeah. I, look, rejection is, uh, I mean, it's hard. It's, uh, yeah, you have, uh, you have the first uh, shock. Yeah. I, I remember uh, one of the uh, stories I had was when I was applying for graduate school. Yeah. Uh, and I received a rejection from a very good school in uh, Chicago. And oh, oh the man. devastation, <laughs> the drama yeah. that all my family yeah. owned the house lived yeah. with me. The tears, yes. you know. Yes. And I and I remember the letter itself was harsh. Yes, it was harsh. The letter, it the the wording, like it's okay. I, yeah. I know you as a university, you cannot accept every single application. Right, right. But you don't have to basically tell them, hey, we don't <laughs> think you have what it takes to be a journalist and get on. Like, yeah, what? Right, you know, yeah. I mean... It's such a club. Yeah, 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 I mean, come on, be easy. I mean, they <laughs> put me down easy. Uh, of course, it was completely devastating. I was mm. still in my early 20s and uh, I thought it was the end. That's it. It's the end of my dream. I'm never going to be a journalist. Maybe I'm not meant... If this famous university thinks I don't have what it takes, then maybe they are right. You know, they do, yeah. they do let you... A week later, I got into Emerson College and I'm super happy that I did. So, and I was like, meh, who cares about that? Yeah, I'm going yeah. to Emerson. Right. Um, and then when I started getting the jobs to, you know, with big networks, yeah. it really taught me a lot that, you know, never, never let what one organization, one CEO, one college, whoever they are, yeah. no matter how high they are, never let them change what you think you have yeah. uh, to do. And I, and I see it every day uh, with me, with people I've worked with, with guests I interviewed. Everybody is dealt with rejection. Right. As long as you keep going, someone will open that door for you. And, 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 and when time comes, and it will, when you've made it or you've achieved some of your, what you think is success to you, mm-hmm. there will come a time when you will face 
Right. Those yeah. people or those organizations that shut the door in your yes. face and you'd be like, ha ha. Right. <laughs> you're doing the opposite in at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. You, so. you interview like a lot of uh, startup and entrepreneur, you know. Mm. How you feel, Jesse, like to go closer to these people who are really like so much inspiring to talk to? They are so much like dreamers and kind of like, Lamp Story is so inspiring. Maybe you can share with us some like. They're like you. Yes. They're a lot like you. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Um, I think I must say that uh, they inspire me. So at first it was me seeking their story because I wanted original story to put on the network that I was working for. During the interviews, you know, the, the young lady who started her travel, uh, the young lady who started her YouTube channel, the, the, the other one who started selling abayas and designing abayas on Instagram. I remember during the interview thinking, oh, wow, I want to do that. Yeah. And I, and I uh, genuinely, you can tell by the questions I would ask them, the first thing I would ask them is, what did your family say? Yes. You know, when you told them you want to quit medicine and, and go do this or yeah. quit being an engineer yeah. uh, from nine to five uh, and go travel the world and film it on YouTube, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. which, right. by the way, doesn't make millions, which yeah, is what course, people yeah. think. It's, it, make people happy. Yeah, it just yeah. makes you happy. So seeing that passion in their eyes, yeah. talk, seeing them talk about, yeah, I travel the world, I sleep in hostels, but I gain so much experience. No book is going to give me right. that. Yeah. And no yeah. nine to five or, or yeah. nine to nine job is going to give me that. Yeah. Right. Uh, did inspire me in a way uh, to, say, to say that, okay, I'm going to one day do the leap. And I think that one day has come. Wow. <laughs> so this you is decided to take that next leap of faith. You know, <laughs> yes. That, that leap of faith and, um, by going as independent media and contracting, right? Not only that, yeah. a big goodbye on Twitter. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. not letter of resignation, right. but also like... <laughs> <laughs> tribute video, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, I did it. Very emotional, you know? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about that? A little bit more about your next venture? Like in, yeah, sure. So how, how you felt like when you're writing that email of... The goodbye email? Yes. Yeah. And that's, that is some emotion, right? Because you it's have not... To bring it out. You have to bring it's, it out. It's not like shifting from weather to business. It's not right. from business to war. It's like... Goodbye. It's, it's, good, it's goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. For 15 years. Uh, goodbye. It's emotional. Years of, of pure journalism yes. to yeah. consulting. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's very emotional. Yes. I cried. I yes. cried. I did cry. Okay. Here you go. I said it. Yes. There were some tears. Yes. <laughs> but, um, and I remember when I wrote it, I kept thinking to myself, okay, don't focus on what you're leaving. Yeah. Think of what's coming. Mm. Uh, and what helped me do the switch. Yeah is that I felt that in my career, uh, in my, the jobs, the various TV roles I've done, I've went yeah. from journalist to field production, yeah. to producer, to presenter, to correspondent. I've learned what I can. Yeah. I've reached my peak yeah. as to what I think Jesse should know what to do. Yeah. So I reached the point where literally you can throw me anywhere with a laptop or without a laptop. You can, I could go live, write you a script, interview mm -hmm. uh, anyone that I haven't seen yeah. before. And I've had instances where I was doing lives and then someone brings in a senior government official and says, yeah, we have an interview. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So it stopped challenging me. And right. that's what made it easier for me to say, I want something that makes me leap of excitement, that makes me nervous again. Yes, I right. stopped yes. being nervous. Yes. You know? I remember there were times when I would be on air uh, doing, during my segment and something crazy would happen, like the guest doesn't show up, you know, or the teleprompter just drops. 
And and at first when that happened, like, oh, what do we do? They yeah. get destroyed. But you know what happens? And there's like, you know, things yeah. happening in the control room. And then towards the last year or two, like, oh, teleprompter drops. Jesse, you have three minutes of air time to film. Yeah, no problem. Got it. You know, <laughs> done. And so that's good in a yeah. way. That means you, you, you know, you gained a lot of experience and you mastered something, but it means you stopped being challenged. Yeah. And that made it easier for me. And plus, I think uh, I enjoyed... Uh, slowly getting inquiries from big uh, government entities mm-hmm. seeking my uh, knowledge, seeking my experience, seeking my uh, expertise and advice yeah. on how to do a communication strategy, how to deal with the media, how mm-hmm. to deal with the Middle Eastern audience, how to deal with Arab youth on social media. Yeah. And this is when I felt, okay, I have something that I'm not, I haven't used yeah. Yeah, that I can help others right. and, and make a new venture for myself. And that's so, why I leaped. You ask the influencer about what your family like say. Did you ask your family about the decision and how it felt? It? <laughs> that's I, why I want to ask I, you the question. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I kind of, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did consult, but I consulted with my family almost after I had made wow. the decision, not before. Good. But uh, I mean, I, I, I did get support. Yeah. Uh, they all supported me. I got the support I needed, and they all said, "You know, go ahead. It's yeah. time. You do it. If it doesn't work out, everything will be fine. You can get a job anywhere." Yes, and, of uh, and and I was like, "Well, you know, it's not easy." You know, I did have self doubt. I'm not yeah. going to say I jumped and said, oh, "I'm going to launch the biggest <laughs> course, firm yeah. in the world." Yeah. No, yeah. there was some self doubt. There was some fear. You know, letting go of the mm. security of yeah. the steady income yeah. is not easy. Yeah. Uh, but then I started getting uh projects yeah media projects consulting projects and what 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 really hit me is go i went to three clients to acquire a short-term project consulting project yeah so here i am like getting my consultant purse (laughs) and my you know consultant clothes and i'm going on my first two to three clients and it's like excitement go for a day to university right the first day of college i'm a consultant yeah i'm a consultant right yeah and I got when I say, okay, just Jesse, this is a project one, two, three. Can you do this in this amount of time? Yeah, done, done, done. <laughs> then at the end of the meeting, yeah. you know what, Jesse, we we're, we think you should just work with us full time. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I, I hate that. Oh, yeah, no. The purpose. I don't want to work with you full time. Yeah. No, yeah, you should because it, it won't work. We can't give you the project. I'm like, why? You just said, I, you know, yeah. I have all the skills. You know, I have it. Here's my form. You have an excellent portfolio. Problem is, you'll be competing with us yeah. if we give it to you as a freelancer. Mm. Like, you're a corporate. I'm. You can't compete. Yeah. See. And then that really actually gave me yeah. the push, and I said, uh, if corporates yeah. are not already thinking this way, yeah. right. then I should just go and do it. And I, so these things help you a lot. You will go through self doubt, yeah. but there will be a lot of other factors yeah. that will help you fly, which you've. Yeah. you've seen as yeah. well I appreciate that you know what she mentioned is true you know because the thing they don't say it in front of the camera it is reality when you face it yourself right. because she's going for a consultancy project you know and she don't think like big corporate think as a threat yes. for one person yes. Yes. because they don't say that culture you know yes. right. but when you go in that meeting room you find like different reality yeah. and that's the thing that why we need to understand that sometimes that kind of environment doesn't need to motivate uh, like demotivate you you mm-hmm. need always to be motivated yep. because i think it's not need to stop you because obstacle is part of the process you know yep. and they yep. tempt you yes there will be temptations yes yeah. they tempt you yeah. with a pretty good salary yes. i must say yes it was like they dangled that carrot yes. and i said oh, yes. oh i don't want it 
don't do it. Like yes. I feel wonderful time. Yes. So I had to, you know, I had to force myself to yes. tell the the lady in front of me that, of course, like you know what, no. No, just no. It's almost like chocolate yeah. and my love for chocolate when I'm on a diet. <laughs> no, Jesse, no. But this is but true, Jesse. Yeah. Because yes. it's, it's really like happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you build something, you know. And then someone comes to you when you are so excited and say, hey, I'm going to buy it for you. I'm right. going to give a crazy price, you know. Right. But the problem that you don't understand is like when you wake up in the morning, you are excited on doing these yeah. things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how much valuable yeah. selling the thing that you are passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. Because next day you have money in the bank account but you have nothing to do. Right, right. And then that's so sad. Even yeah. better is, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you could, you know, I could make a decent salary yes. doing this, but I could be doing this for myself. Of course. Yeah. So I, I probably will do it, you know, more, better. Yeah. I will grow it. Yes. I will do it based on my vision. Yes. Based on what I want to fulfill, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. what someone wants to fulfill. And right. not really all the time mm-hmm. very commercial. Yeah. You know, right. there are... There are things I like to do with no, you know, with no, no return at all, yeah. because I enjoy teaching youngsters how to write a script for TV. Right. I enjoy doing workshops, uh, not necessarily because I'm making any money out yeah. of it. Uh, I enjoy working with NGOs. Yes. I enjoy, you know, so, uh, so there's a lot of unfulfilled right. uh, activities that you can do on your own that you cannot do as an employee simply right. because a you don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, b nobody's gonna hire you, so you can do stuff for free. <laughs> Just because it makes you happy. <laughs> as well as sometimes, you know, you're, you're a direct competitor, you know, yeah. in, in, in some places like your experience and thus far. So what do you think makes a great journalist? What do I think makes a great The eye to pick up the story. Mm-hmm. This is number one. Everything yeah. else you can train. Mm-hmm. So, and you know that. Yes, you, of course, yeah. you, Someone can train you how to write better. Yes. Right. Uh, someone can train you how to film or edit yeah. or, mm-hmm. or, you know, put the nuances of the audio and music and what I call salt and yes. pepper. These things can be taught. Cool. Right. The eye to, to, to know and uh, identify a good story, I think, is what differentiates many journalists because you could see the same story was, yeah. was, was there on social media for everybody to see, yeah. but yeah. only a few journalists picked it up, yeah. one or two. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's what makes a difference. Before, before back in time, uh, you wait like for a week or two weeks or a month to wait for an interview in a magazine with one right. celebrity. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, and, and now, even now, <laughs> yes. traditional uh, maybe uh, networks yes. who are falling behind, they still wait for the news agencies yes. uh, to file those day-to-day stories yep. from the market, from whatever it is. I mean, sourcing... Original content via social yeah. media mm-hmm. is, is, is a talent. I think this is something like uh, um, I want to share as well with the audience are watching, which is this is one of the reasons like, I quit as well like a news corporate that I was working for, you know, mm-hmm. because the passion of the journalism that I study, you know, it is mm-hmm. to creating the story. Right. And then I found that the, that things fade and become just buying from existing news agency. Yeah. Which is getting yes, which is getting intense. It's like, wait a minute, you don't have to go to the field. Right. You know, we're gonna give you the footage and the video, right. and just be like a, a commenter on football game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 
and you end up you end up in a lot of morning shows. You yes. see the same story at the same okay. time. Exactly. Oh, same footage on different networks. It's yes. the same footage. Same, same headline. Same headline. You know. So yeah, I mean. Which is killing the excitement of yeah. the creating the story because creating the story have different thing than just getting story and commenting. Right. So now traditional media become more onto reaction YouTube channels. Right. So they're getting the existing footage which is by the news agency mm. and then Copy just reaction. Rewrite. Sometimes they don't even rewrite the story. Yes. Sometimes they just take it as is. Exactly. <laughs> and and the, 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 the other like sad point that the region itself it is full of story yes. that mm. if you just tell you will not have space to even like talk about it. Right. There's a lot of story right. that uh, international news agency they pick it and then people he, he, he was in Dubai yeah. mm. we don't know, know. Yeah. you know, know. Yeah. and then they pick it after yeah. and yeah. I was saying wait a minute if there is kind of story just next to your door mm. and then it was broadcast by Reuters or other sh- right. and then regional media are not captured there is something that's not correct yeah. Yeah. so the right thing that is need to think about story and when you're thinking about story you need to work on the space and you need to focus on your own area because if you don't capture your own area you cannot expand right you right. know That's true. and this is why i think like uh, there is a challenge between traditional media and new media mm-hmm. and jesse is really so much expert in this space which is right now she's sourcing news from social media yeah you know and then discovering talent from social media right so you don't need any more endorsement mm-hmm to cover that story. Right. So you have a wide library mm-hmm. to pick up everything. And even like, I want to have some kind of uh, scoop to break news, you know, I think Jesse is he working in a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a scoop>. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it or like, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, Let's get some excitement. I, mean, I haven't announced it. We so yeah, no, you're really yeah, 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 yeah. So we have exclusive. Just uh, as she's working on the book, so because we cannot cover a lot of story, but I think I'm gonna be buying the first copy. Oh, so wow! Okay. Gotta get a sign. Yes. yes. Okay. I tell you what, since yes. we broke it here, you don't have to buy it. Uh, it will be my gift to you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's really exciting, you know. I, it's not only that. Mm. I feel so much appreciation from Jesse to find time to write a book because the role of the I, book. I, I don't have the time, but I'm. I yes, don't making, the time, <laughs> making the time. Making the time to write a book because the book is telling things that keeping other people learning. Right. We learn by teaching in the school, but mm-hmm. we go by a book to learn other story. Right. So book is a kind of like bridge relationship of knowledge mm-hmm. that is really good to have contribution to the society, right? Because all of us, we read even one book in our life. You know, yeah. I read books like crazy about books yeah. because in books, like you can read the story but you can see what is fit for you, mm-hmm. you know? And that's so inspiring because books prove history. And we go to history, you see that if you want to do something, mm-hmm. there is obstacle, but there is result. Yeah. And there is a lot of things to learn from it. So I'm so excited about your book, you know? <laughs> I, I know, I, I, I cannot reveal much, but yes, uh, of course. But, but I wanted to write something to Yanni that, that's not just a book on the shelf. I wanted to write something that's useful and that teaches a certain uh, chunk of professionals, maybe uh, new skills yeah. that are easy to acquire. Yes. So mm. it's more like a guide maybe, yes. but I will be sure to come here when it's 
ready of course of course <laughs> and, and and we have a lot of women audience you know so if you want to starting like your journalism careers here jesse she's a good example you know and you can really like learn a lot from what she's doing in her career and she's very very really like open to learn because she's big believer on the region she's a big yeah. believer on this really like creativity space so you can reach her out in her social medias, ask her questions, you know. I'm and here at Jesse Trent. Yes, of course. Media. You know. <laughs> and um, uh, wait for the book. Uh, we will let you know <laughs> on the date of the releasing of the publishing. <laughs> so so um, before we get out of here, um, can you tell us, um, can you tell people who may be watching a little bit about um, uh, how they're, how to break into journalism and, um, you know, how to go about pursuing a career in journalism? Um. I would say to start from the beginning, mm -hmm. I see a lot of young, uh, especially young uh, ladies uh, who are in or who get into journalism for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to hear someone tell me I want to be a journalist because I want to be on camera and I want to be famous. You yeah. know, I want to read the news because <laughs> I like the, let's say, the flair, the yeah. prestige that comes yeah. with being a news anchor. That's just getting into it for the wrong reason and you're mm -hmm. not going to get anywhere because yeah. I can tell you there's so many beautiful faces of yeah. news mm -hmm. anchors that nobody knows who their name is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see them, you know, she, you know, reads the news every yeah. day but nobody knows who, who she is. Right. So I would say if you want to get into journalism, learn how to write a story, uh, go get internships, mm. knock on news, you know, if, if, you, if you didn't study journalism, right. let's say if you're starting from scratch, scratch, and, mm. you, and, and you're still thinking what to do, knock on, on, on newspapers, websites, uh, TV stations, radio stations, doors, and say, hey, I have a few hours a week, you know, I'd like to intern, and learn mm. everything from scratch. Learn how to write, learn how to edit. I used to write and edit and back in college, and mm. this is why I enjoyed getting my master's it was such a hand on it teaches us how to be a one-man show luckily I didn't have to do that when I started practicing but because I learned how you do all these things it helped me uh, write unique stories have a different perspective it helped me cooperate with my team members mm -hmm. rather than say oh no that's not my job that's the editor's job that's right, the cameraman's right. job yeah. to get this shot no sometimes you because I have a different perspective I see an angle that maybe the cameraman hasn't seen right, yeah. right. so I tell him right. uh, so I see a lot in, in, in young upcoming um, uh, professionals I see a lot of oh no 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 I don't want to learn anything to do with editing or camera work I just you know I just want to be on TV yeah. and that that doesn't get you very far no. it yeah. might get you the typical on-camera job but then what you know you're gonna yeah, be a presenter all your yeah. life then what then what yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes also like since like um, we're talking about business here and uh, entrepreneurship you know so there, there is a lot of like um, uh, we get a lot of this question about startups that are working with our product. Yeah. And what is your advice how to pitch media on your product or your company or what you are doing, you know? How to approach How to pitch media. Mm. Yeah, how to really like... Because the same thing, like it's some great product or some great companies, mm. but they have that kind of like paranoia. Oh, how can I talk to yeah. the media, you know? Mm. Is it how can I speak and everything? So we want to kind of help them in terms of like, free consultation yeah <laughs> how can how you can pitch the media or how you can um, create your it, own honestly it's not so hard yes it's not so hard it's it's think of the media as 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 someone that you as a as an acquaintance a friend a family member tell your project your story whatever it is 
the way you would tell it to a friend. And mm. I say this in my media workshops all the time and yeah. my media training. No matter how complicated your idea is, mm-hmm. if you cannot explain it in two maximum simple sentences, right. then it's too complicated. So any project you have, any mm. startup you have, any technical idea, no matter how uh, yeah. hardcore yes. it is, if you cannot simplify it in two sentences, go back to your project yeah. and rework Study it. You just got to have an idea that is uh, sellable, that is useful, mm-hmm. obviously. If it's entertaining, great. If it's not, maybe it's educational, whatever the sector mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Be ready to explain it to a simple friend. And sometimes I say this also in my uh, media training for government officials. Yeah. Government officials have this uh, wrong uh, maybe concept, uh, misconcept that they have to speak in a high level uh, uh, vocab or mm. high level uh, idea in order to reach the masses and make an impression that they know what they're talking about. Mm. While the, the opposite is true. The truth is your audience most of the time, unless it's a very specified, specialized yes. audience, yeah. the truth is your audience uh, want to hear simple sentences, right. simple ideas, mm-hmm. and most importantly things that may affect their daily lives mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so if you have these three things together yeah. uh, media wh- who's behind every media you know think of the largest media you can think of right. at the end of the day you're reaching a producer right. who is a human right. who yeah. could be a mom a dad uh, yeah. you know people like right. us yeah. so think of it the other way around if someone called you with this idea what mm-hmm. would you say yeah. if, if, if you put yourself in their shoes as right. a normal person and you think uh this is the, I'm not sure this is interesting. Make it interesting by make it relatable mm-hmm. to people's daily lives. It's really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> inspiring. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the best so advice I can yes. give. This is so inspiring. Jesse, where do you see like the upcoming like five years? Like what you are working on? Like, like just like general thought, you know? I think uh, launching my firm would be my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see this hopefully. Uh, or this is what I'm going to work for of course. Uh, to launch my, my media, my communication consulting firm. It's yeah. been a long time dream that's time to achieve. Of course, yeah. Um, I see myself doing a lot of additional workshops, but maybe varied regional, topics, yeah. regional. Yeah. Um, uh, some, some of them would be corporate, some of them government, some of them free for college students, wow. mm. uh, which I'd love to do, uh, benefiting them and teaching them how to use social media to create their own brand. Wow. And I want to hopefully sell this idea and convince Arab youth that each and every one of you is a brand. You all are brands. Every Mm -hmm. single one of you is a brand. The key is whether you have the the passion and and the tools to market it. So you know how when they say content is king but mm-hmm. but no king is is, is is really big without a queen course, the queen yes. is marketing yeah. you right. gotta market uh, yourself of course, yeah. and okay. i see so many skills so mm-hmm. many young bright skills mm-hmm. that just need a little push to know how to market that skill to right. know how to put that sentence in yeah. the pitch yeah. so yeah. hopefully this is what i like to focus on next uh, next few years yes thank you so much Jesse I think we need to cover the last point which is very important and I keep it for the last which is like you work so closely about social media in the last couple of years and you see that uh, transition of social media as a new platform entering the market and you have your own like view of social media trend on the millennium now so how you feel on that 
transitions with the new platform entering the market, uh, increasing the number of the uh, like um, uh, the vertical of that influencer and more on comedians, more into like funny stuff, more music. So what is y- your view on the social media right now statues and how you think like what's going to be like next? Okay, if you if you if we want to look at it uh, from a numbers perspective, yes. pure numbers, mm-hmm. uh, yes, what you're saying is true. The number one still most consumed topics in the Middle East, I say, in the region, when it comes to social media is either entertainment, so mm. fashion, makeup, uh, or travel, or mm. sports. Correct. Mm. Okay. Um, so this is numbers-wise. However, if you want to look at it from a quality perspective, i give you again the, the example of Taghid al-Sabah. I used to source so many uh, original uh, content that is about science, physics, astronomy, uh, they are there. Yeah. So the variety of young Arabs doing original content apart, aside from travel and sports and fashion, is there. Yeah. All I want to say is I hope no matter how many new platforms we get now mm-hmm. with TikTok and others that are going to come up, um, I hope that we use them in yeah. this region to focus on these original stories, original yeah. content creators that that are maybe are... are uh, launching things that is not the majority yes, or it's not yes. what's be under right. the spotlight. Course, yeah. So I hope we give them more credit. Yeah. Uh, there's so many more. I could have continued um, if I chose to stay and, and do these yeah. kind of shows. I could have continued sourcing uh, guests on, and I have on a daily basis. I used to source and, and they exist. I just hope we focus on them more. As journalists in in this region, mm. uh, using these new platforms. Of course, yes. Right. Uh, we see right now like big changes in terms of like um, new platform out the market, like Netflix, you know, and YouTube uh, Premium. Mm. Yes. So we see right now, yeah. right now onto they original forced, shows. Yes. They were forced they to were pivot forced. Uh, towards original content. Yes, because you, you are having pay subscriber. You cannot have pay subscriber, right, right. and then when you go to your original content on the region, it's you find nothing. You know, because yeah. why when they expanded to other new market globally, normally they have kind of like at least starting with ten percent. On the right. library, original content, you know, mm-hmm. but this is gonna be forced them because uh, it's kind of competition, and competition right. is good for quality. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. when there's competition, yeah. sure. <laughs> everyone starting up your game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> everyone upper yes. them games. You can't be number one without a number two. Yeah. Yes, of course. Like now, even for music streaming, you know, yeah. before we have only one platform, you know, right. and then jumping other platform, it's not like anymore. Right. Like right. give me your music and for free, it's become more into like exclusive music and yep. that kind of challenge. And I feel like. Um, there is a lot of things uh, gonna be happen social media, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, everyone check uh, Juicy Trend website. It's coming soon. Website is coming soon. We're gonna make party, you know, for the launching of the website, counting down, you know. <laughs> and um, if you want to know more about uh, Jess, you can find her on social media and everything. I feel um, there is a lot of things waiting for you. We are exciting. Thank on you. the new journey you. you know and we love to um, um, have you on another episode with the book yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a new baby yeah with a new baby <laughs> <laughs> and um, if um, want to say the last thing you know before we wrap up this episode you know um, for all millenniums and young people here in the region who are watching us you know don't let uh, people criticize you of not starting your idea 
you might be have something in your head you want to start it and maybe it's not fit maybe it's like you people always rejecting something new you yes. know yep. especially in social media yep. uh, Jessica she's one of the new who starting believing in this creating like entire show on social media right and I'm sure that pitch of idea was crazy no yeah. social media is uh, yeah. uh, not real we don't yeah. to be part of the media thing you know right. so everything starting is something new and when you're starting to do something new people criticize you, you know So you have to believe in that and you have to do something really like you are passionate about regardless of all that pressure and bullying on social media because no one starting with that number of followers you need yeah. to focus on the content yeah. and don't focus on the numbers that you want to start because right now I have big faith on region content creator mm-hmm. you know an entrepreneur and everyone have that responsibility as Jesse mentioned that right. everyone himself is a brand yeah. and when you are brand yourself you need to really believe in yourself so that other people can listen to your story and we wish everyone the best yep. and if you have any question please reach out to us on info at vvip.co and don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media we're gonna bring more inspiring story to our show and wait for our GC book thank you for watching thank you thank you for watching <laughs>